0: Chapter 12. We crawled across, one at a time, me going first, using the joists and maneuvering around the air conditioning ducts, which were useful because they clearly marked each room. It wasn't easy to move in the crawl space, and we had to be silent. Plus, it was incredibly hot. So, we took our time. Two air conditioners, and five minutes later, I hung down from a joist and found perches for my toes on a horizontal wall stud. I eased myself down, far enough to make out the space between bathroom and closet wall. I got myself into the right position, unclipped the folding knife from my back pocket. I listened for half a minute, no sound coming from the other side. Which should not mean all that much, but what else did I have to go on? I put the point of the blade against the sheetrock and used my right hand as a hammer to stab it through. The blade went in easily. The sound was loud in the confined space, like punching through a sheet of paper laid over a sandpit. I took the grip and pulled down, making a nice first cut. I worked down along the stud until I figured the hole was big enough. Then I cut across to the next stud and completed the rectangle. I put the blade back into the original cut and jimmied it towards me. With the sheetrock in hand, I pulled it in. The panel came off, and I was looking at the inside of the closet. I slipped the sheetrock down into the wall, climbed through the wooden framing, and slid carefully into the closet. I cracked open the door and was looking at an empty room, the mirror image of room 12. I whispered into the dark, Okay. Elena came down, feet first. She eased herself out of the hole. The muscles on her arms were smooth and lean and slick with sweat, doing what they needed to do. We were both soaked and dirty from crawling around in the ceiling. I said, Hope the shower felt good anyway. Didn't last long. She said, It did feel good. Feels better to be down here. It was a lot cooler in the room than up in the ceiling. The window in room 10 was the same as in room 12, big and covered by a drawn curtain. I did not want to go near it, in case of any shadow that might be visible from outside. At least the door was intact. The problem was the same as before, only one way out. There was a phone on the desk, an old-fashioned one with push-buttons on a box, with a handset connected by a curly wire. I picked up the handset in one hand, while punching the numbers with the other. The line gurgled a couple of times, and then I got a ringtone. Mallory answered. Yeah? It's Keeler. How far out are you? About a half hour. You got lonely? Got a humdinger. She said, A humdinger? I said, yeah, a real humdinger. Why am I not surprised? What do you need? You know the Desert Inn Motel? Yes. I'm here, stuck in a room, and I need to bug out. What are you in, the Bronco I saw? Yeah, we're in Dad's Bronco. You're calling for a dust-off. I said, affirmative. Make that 25 minutes. What do I need to know? Two to four mams outside room 12, but I can't see. Need you to take a look and let me know. We're in room 10. Mallory said, scout the front first. That's right, just a drive-by. Roger that, and then? I said, I'm calling you back in 25 minutes. Don't call this number. She said, no problem. I hung up the phone. Elena was looking at me. What the hell was that? Friends. They'll help us out. It's going to take 25 minutes for them to get here. So what do we do now? I sat on the edge of the double bed and removed the Glock from my waistband. The gun went on the night table. I said, now we sleep. Sleep? Yes, that's what we do, we sleep. How will you know when it's been 25 minutes? I'll know. I stretched out on the bed and folded my hands behind my head. Elena went into the bathroom, and I heard water running. I figured she was washing her hands. I looked at mine. Filthy. I wiped them on my jeans. It did not help. Then, Elena lay down next to me. I closed my eyes and relaxed. There were no sounds from outside, except for the occasional whoosh of passing traffic on Route 117. Maybe those military-aged males out there were back in their vehicles, with the A.C. on, waiting. Maybe they were pacing up and down outside Room 12. I had no way of knowing. I could feel Elena's tension. She was shifting her body around on the bed, fixing the pillow. Her breathing was tense and shallow. After a couple of minutes, it got regular and deep. After that, mine did too. I opened my eyes 25 minutes later. Dave answered the phone this time. Dave here. I said, Dave, what's the situation? Mal's driving. We just cruised by a couple of minutes ago. Currently parked up in town, waiting on your call. Desert Inn lot has a red pickup and a Dodge parked near the office, plus your rental in front of 12. Nothing going on. Nada. I need you to take the plates off your vehicle, then come in through the motel parking lot real slow and screen us so we can leave unobserved around the side. Us. Right, us. Can you do that? Will do. Call me back in five. I said, Dave, yeah? Put me on speaker. There was a click and a beep, and then the sound changed. Dave said, you're on speaker. Mallory. Mallory said, I hear you. I said, the motel is being observed from over by the gas station across Route 117. You can look for them on your way in and confirm it when we do the thing. It's the pickup truck with roof lights. We'll take a look. What's the thing? The thing is, you come into the lot, drop your dad off at the office. Dave goes into the office and asks a question. You make it up, Dave. Dave's disembodied voice said, Okay. Mallory, while Dave's in the office, you're going to turn the vehicle around by driving the length of the motel and circling around at the end. Then you leave. No pausing, no stopping. We'll be using the vehicle as a screen to get out around the back. Do you follow? Mallory said, Roger that. See you in five minutes. We hung up. Elena was alert, watching me from the bed. I said, Five minutes. I went to the front door, keeping close to the wall and back from the window. The door had a manual lever for the lock. I turned it and checked it. It worked. Five minutes later, Dave picked up the phone again. Stay on the line. Coming through in 30 seconds. Room 10, right? That's right. I signaled to Elena to get up. Spoke into the phone. I'm going offline. See you soon. I hung up. The room was dark and empty. Except for Elena, standing by the bed and looking at me expectantly. I nodded to her. We're going to get out of here. Stay behind me. Put a hand on my shoulder keep your hand there. We're going to go fast, but we're not going to run. Do you understand? She nodded. I think so. I said, my friends will come, and we're going to hide behind their car until we get to the end of the motel. Then we go around the wall to the other side. Sure, I'll follow you. I went to the door, gun in hand. The Bronco rumbled outside. Sounded like the eight-cylinder version and you could hear those from half a mile away. The engine rumble came closer and then paused as Mallory dropped her dad off at the motel office. The V8 started up again. I figured, ten seconds. I counted it off and got to five, depressed the lever on the door lock. I turned round to Elena and nodded at her. She put her hand on my left shoulder. I said, keep the contact. Yes, her breath in my ear. The rumbling approached. I waited until it was right on top of us and opened the door. We stepped out quickly as the big 4x4 nosed in. Elena closed the door with her left hand, and then we were alongside the silver Bronco, right underneath the driver's window. I held the Glock down by my thigh. We were crouched and moving with the car. Mallory said, We're being watched from the other side, like you said. You got your car around the corner? Out back. Meet us somewhere safe and not your house. How about the Walmart? Up towards Midland. A restaurant in that complex? There's a Texas roadhouse up there. Fine. We were coming up on room 12. I put the Glock up and looked into the room as we passed. The door was closed as much as a smashed door can be closed. Looked like the Sicarios had gone away for the time being. Elena's hand was resting on my shoulder. She was keeping up and doing great. We came around to the angle, stayed close to the bronco as it turned. Then we broke off and slipped through the space between the cactus tree and the wall. Elena right there with me. The bronco growled off into the night, and we were around the corner, in the dark, safe for the time being.